0: I pointed out on Sunday at the 10 o'clock Mass when I uh, preached that uh, something amazing, um, if you're paying attention to words anyway, something amazing happens, uh, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, and I'll probably, probably say it even after I die, that the Gospel writers do not record little details for nothing. There's usually some reason they want us, and especially in the Passion Narrative, and there's a little detail that we have here and I tried to emphasize it. When all the apostles are asking, who is it, surely it's not I, did you notice what title they use for, for Jesus? Surely it is not I, Lord. And that, that word Lord is not one that's used lightly. It has three meanings. Uh, um, a woman sometimes would call her master, or her, her husband, Lord. That doesn't make any sense for the apostles. Sometimes it would be a master relationship, uh, a slave to a master, Lord. And that kind of, kind of makes sense, but not really. But Lord being God, the one uh, um, who is, is God. Surely it is not I, Lord and God. Surely it is not I. But then there's Judas, surely it is not I, Rabbi, that's not Lord, that's teacher. And there's, there's nothing wrong with being a teacher, but Jesus is not just a teacher. There is something more about Jesus, and maybe that's why Judas found it so easy to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver because he didn't understand who Jesus Christ truly was. He didn't understand that Jesus Christ was God. Surely it is not I, Rabbi, you have said so. I often can't get around the fact that this occurs at the Last Supper, that Judas and the rest of the apostles had received from Jesus' bread that he said, this is my body. They drank from the same cup that Jesus had just said, this is the blood of the new covenant that will be shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And from that point, Judas leaves to complete what he had begun, to complete the betrayal of our Lord. And I keep asking myself, well, how could Judas do such a thing? Besides the fact that he didn't fully understand who Jesus Christ was, how could Judas do such a thing? And then I realize, I do it for much less than 30 pieces of silver all the time. I do it for much, much less. And I don't want to be accusatory or condemnatory or, or negative, but I assume most of us do. That's the unfortunate part about, about being human. And even the apostles, all but John the apostle, run away from Jesus eventually. John the apostle stands at the foot of the cross, but all the rest hide. They had just received the Lord in the very first Eucharist, which we will celebrate tomorrow, of course. And yet, they're fearful. So maybe it's no wonder, and I've said it before, too, that so few of us really believe in the Eucharist. And maybe this time of quarantine and staying away from the blessed sacrament of not receiving, maybe it's good. Maybe it gives us a chance to stop and ask, are we more like Judas that don't understand at all who Jesus Christ is, and therefore cannot even begin to understand the Eucharist? Are we like the rest of the apostles who understand who Jesus is, but think the Eucharist is just a thing? Or do we understand like St. John, who, by the way, doesn't even record the Last Supper and the giving of the Eucharist, but that the bread of life is Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ becomes bread for us. And unless we eat that bread and drink of that cup, we cannot have life within us. Jesus Christ is the bread of life. He is the Eucharist this time of the great fast, this time of longing for the Eucharist, let us understand that we can no longer be like Judas, not fully understanding who Jesus Christ is, not understanding what the Eucharist, who the Eucharist is rather, but rather to be more like St. John, to be able to have courage to stand at the foot of the cross, to know Jesus Christ is there, longing for us to understand him.